The following program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 16th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Each week I share expert advice and insight knowledge on how today's events affect our local economy and ultimately how it affects your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that I have on my panel today. We've got a really special show. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, it's 1-855-411-50. 50 or online at themoneyr.com and the lineup for the show today all real estate experts in the panel conversation everything that you need to know about our local real estate market what's happening in today's market and all from industry leaders we have Lori Way with Coldwell Banker Bain Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake and Katie Frazier with Trident Realty Group Northwest great information great guests you'll definitely want to stay tuned for the entire show Again, for more information, you can call at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And let's go ahead and start the show, as always, with a little money chat. Money. Money. Federal funds rate for mortgage interest rates. Thought that I'd bring that into studio today. Federal funds rate to right now is currently at 0.5%. Every month, all eyes turn to the Fed to search for clues in the languages used to try to determine when the rate is going to increase, what's going to happen, which we know uh, recently that it did. Now, with an increase, what does that affect? Your credit card bills could be more expensive. The vast majority of credit cards in the United States have been on variable interest rates. Generally, your interest rate is determined by the set rate that comes from your particular cardholder agreement. You may not notice too much of an impact, especially if you carry relatively low credit card balances. However, if you have high credit card debt, say $10,000, a small rate can be pretty noticeable in the payment. In this case, an extra 1% interest rate, an extra $100 per month. Now, this would mean that out of your monthly payment, about $8,008 more will go towards interest, not paying down your balance. Now, in the short um, short term, a rate increase means it will either take you longer to pay off your credit card debt by simply making the minimum payment or the minimum payment amount may increase. Now, some of your investments can be affected as well. Interest rate changes can affect your investment in a variety of ways. For in for instance, banks will largely lend portfolios can see profit rise with interest rates because the spread between the interest banks paid and the interest that they charge tend to widen as interest rates rise. However, some investments can negatively be affected by rising interest rates. This is especially true for fixed income investments like bonds. Uh, bond price fluctuates based on the market interest rate and the coupon rate and the bond on the bond. For an example, let's consider that you buy a 30-year treasury Treasury bond today at $1,000, and on a, a your bond has a coupon rate of 2.6%. The bond will pay out $26 per year for the next 30 years. However, let's say that the rates jump up a half a percent, and the standard coupon rate for the 30-year Treasury 
rises to 3.1. Because that's the yield new investors expect, you would have to sell your bonds at a discount in order to make them competitive with the market. In order for your bond, which pays $26 per year at a yield at 3.1%, its value would drop by about $840. Now, this is a simplified example, and there's a, a lot of other factors that contribute towards the bond prices. Plus, bonds with shorter maturities uh, will be affected less than longer ones. Just be aware of how rising interest rates can affect your fixed income investments. Now, last, mortgage rates. Mortgage rates are... Um, mostly uh, are moved mostly by the market, but the Fed can have a huge influence on rates. So they're not directly tied to what the Fed's doing with the funds Fed rate. Even though the federal fund rate is tied to mortgage, it's not tied to mortgage rates. It affects them indirectly because of the impact of the lenders when they're borrowing, the borrowing costs. So if it's more expensive for banks to borrow, they will pass the expense on to the consumer. That makes sense. In the correct environment, any change will have a direct instant or negative impact on mortgage rates. Now, the Fed also uses monetary stimulus programs such as bond purchases to help keep mortgage rates where they want them. When the Fed buys mortgage bonds in the U.S. Treasuries, it increases demand for these investments. Such purchases tend to keep mortgage rates rates down in order in, in the other direction. So the Fed can decrease demand by selling bonds, which could send mortgage rates up. Now, the Fed economic um, projections also influence mortgage rates as they affect investors' sentiments. So um, uh, global economy outlook usually means lower mortgage rates, signs of a stronger economy, often higher mortgage rates. So here's some things that you can hear on interest rates as far as how they're affected. And I want to mention this because it's really common that you hear mortgage rates are there's uh, that they're tied to the 10-year treasury note which is another government-backed insurance. This is not true. Over the course of years, mortgage rates in the 10-year Treasury note will track together on any given day. However, there have been plenty of days that you can look and the mortgage bond of the Treasury notes are different than the Fannie Mae 30-year bond, which is what mortgage interest rates are directly tied to. So if you watch the Fannie Mae 30-year bond, you'll be able to determine what interest rates are doing. So just kind of a wrap-up here on mortgage interest rates because that's my arena and that's where you have um, some confusion as far as you follow. It just depends there's a lot of factors there. Normally, when the stock market does well, the bond market does opposite. Mortgage rates tied to the Fannie Mae 30-year bond. That means if the bond's trading at a higher price, it's good for interest rates, they'll go down. If the bond market's trading at a lower price, bad for interest rates, they'll go up. Reason it's directly, it's opposite of the stock market is because if we have great economic news, where are the investors investing? They're investing in the stock market for a higher return. If we have bad economic news, most investors are going to pull out of the stock market. They're going to, going back into the bond market for the security. Again, good for interest rates. So lots of information uh, that we could talk about on interest rates, but we only have an hour for the show, and I have much better things to talk about, which is our real estate panel. So coming up next in the Money Hour, the show today is all about real estate. We've got experts in studio. Lori Way with Polar Banker Bain, Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest, Je Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake, Katie Frazier with Trident Realty Group Northwest right here at 1150 AM, KKNW after this short break. Would it be crazy if you just stopped? everything. Packed your bags and left. For a week. A month. A year. What if you left for two years? Would people think you'd lost your mind? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? 
a village crowded with Buddhist temples, not skyscrapers. A place where there isn't a word for recluse, but a thousand words for community. Would it be crazy to go 5,000 miles from home? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about. To build libraries and fill them with stories. Prepare a meal with food you helped grow. To teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself. Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 16th show. I am dedicated to my listeners providing you with tools needed to make informed decisions on matters that affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 400 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com if you'd like to connect with any of the experts that I have in studio today. And the, we're going to have a conversation regarding real estate, everything that's everything regarding real estate um, with the best in the industry. Again, I have Lori Way with Colder Banker Bain, Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest, Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake, and Katie Frazier with Trident Realty Group Northwest. I'm so excited, you guys, to have you in studio. It's really uh, rare that I have a panel conversation, so I I know it's special for the listeners. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having Thanks. us. And a little background about each uh, one of them. I want to go ahead and start out with Lori. Lori, again, is with Cold War Banker Bain. In her 20th year of real estate in the greater Puget Sound area, assistant principal manager broker for Cold War Banker Bain, Lake, U- Lake Union office, and is a uh, preview international property specialist. Lori has been awarded President Circle Award for being in the top 2% of Colder Banker Bain agents internationally. She loves to work with first-time home buyers as well as market luxury waterfront home homes. Also, I have Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest Roll Tours. Jennifer was at the top producing agent for EQ Real Estate from 2003-2005 and moved into tech real estate and homes in 2006. Jennifer made the move over to Real Living Northwest Roll Tours, a national franchise that is recognized by the National Association of Roll Tours as the fastest growing real estate company in the U.S. in 2011. Jennifer, with her, or Jennifer has peer nominated for NAR Magazine 
2006 30 under 30 features is a member of scar nar war and sat on the 2000 board of seattle young professionals network she is also a designated certified negotiation expert and taught as an instructor for the washington state housing finance commission in 2010 jennifer earned her green broker designation through nar and earned her earth advantage broker designation uh, jeff dickinson remax on the lake over the years jeff has been involved in development of apartments, office buildings, residential condominiums, and self-storage facilities. His real estate practice includes extensive buyer and seller representation of residential properties throughout the Puget Sound region. Jeff is also the founder of Direct, Director of Remax Home Advantage Program, one of the most successful real estate teams. The primary focus is corporate employee representation with over 90 corporate clients, including Boeing, Boeing, UW, King County, uh, City of Seattle, Harborview Medical Center, um, and has been in the best of the best to get into corporations uh, like this. You have to be the best of the best to accomplish that. And last but surely not least, I have Katie Frazier, Trident Realty Group Northwest. Almost two years in the real estate, so she's the newest in the industry that I have on panel. But uh, Katie works primary with VA buyers. Uh, Katie, thank you for all you all that you're doing for our veterans, uh, mainly who are active duty and PCS to the Northwest purchasing their home site unseen. Katie has the opportunity to film three episodes of HGTV Island Life on Vashon Island this past year, and obviously for that has to be a true expert. So uh, time in the industry doesn't necessarily mean everything all the time. So I'm really excited, you guys, to have the panel conversation, and uh, we'll just uh, see who wants to uh, answer the questions here and start out with my first question. What stats can you guys provide to my listeners from 2015? So what are things, some things that you can share? Lori? So one of the things that I think is really important whenever you're listening to facts and figures of anybody is see what the geographical area is. Everything is so micro neighborhoods right now. One neighborhood could be completely different than the other. One of the areas that I work in is Queen Anne and Magnolia and a very hot area in downtown. And last year over this year, so 2014 over 2015, Queen Anne Magnolia was up 10.2% in their median um, pricing. Wow. And then... King County, just to show you the difference, King County was up 13.1%. Okay. So um, I, I try to tell people it's about right now trending about a half a point uh-huh. a month. Okay, great. Yeah. Anybody else on the panel want to share some uh, some stats? I heard something interesting, and maybe you Ms. heard it. Jen? Too. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you heard it too, Tina uh-huh. and Lori, when you were at the meeting this week. But um, Windermere's chief economist, Matthew Gardner, spoke to us. And one of the things that just... Um, was so profound that he said was that we are now experiencing the lowest inventory in Seattle King County since 1992 and if you are a buyer listening out there that probably is ringing very true with you but um, I knew it was bad but when he said that statistic it was a real eye-opener. Yeah, you know, it was for me too, Jen, when I heard that. I thought, oh my gosh, that is just crazy. And we, um, uh, for my listeners out there, you might have uh, remember hearing Matthew. He was in uh, uh, last week uh, in studio. And yeah, what a wealth of information that he brings to um, to our area. Uh, Jeff or uh, Katie, any stats that you got going on in your, uh, what you're seeing? Well, I think to segue a little bit with that low inventory stat is I think the uh, the lack of inventory is actually skewing the the, the statistics. 
Okay. That we're seeing okay. for yes. you know, December, for instance, it was ten percent lower than a year ago. Okay, yeah. Because there's nothing to sell. Yeah. So Go that, great, po- good point. You know, we've got five hundred percent buyers and one percent inventory. <laughs> yes, I, it's it's crazy, Katie. I just want to do a, a shout out over there because I know you're in a totally different market than than my other guest mm-hmm. in in panel because you work the South End and mm-hmm. that's um, why you have the privilege to work with so many of our our veterans out there. What have you experienced in comparison to what you um, what you're hearing in our market here? Right. Well, I pulled some stats this morning and um, I looked at the current active single family homes uh-huh. that are active right now are 2005. And so at the top of the market um, in 2008, or at the high water mark, there was 7,700. So we're down 300%. That gives us 2.25 months of inventory right now in Pierce County. So we're not... Who does anybody know what the average... What is the uh, good market on the inventory, Lori? What is the good market? What is the good market for um, the actual... um, uh, What do do we call it? Like a balance market. The the balance, yes. about, About five months. Yeah, mm-hmm. about five, five six months. months. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. So um, right now, King County is at one point two five. Okay. So we're we're like right right there with you guys, just yeah. a little bit more. And is that new, Katie? That because uh, with your guys's market, that you're actually seeing um, such a, a low inventory as well. It's kind of that's it, a little bit new, right? It's a little bit new. Yeah. Um, just in the last six months we're in multiple offer situations um it's it's getting a little bit crazy down south as it is it's been up here i know it's just funny because you know time uh you know there was a time where we just uh you know wanted to be able to have a little bit lower inventory and now it's the exact opposite yeah that wasn't that long ago either it it wasn't i know know. it's just it's just crazy what's happening in uh the the local real estate market right now as far as i mean we've we've already talked about the lack of inventory is is happening do you do you guys see any any improvement coming up or what other challenges are we having right now in the real estate market Jeff well I don't think that the inventory can get much lower so that's a good I'm, point I'm, I'm, kind of, get any worse. I'm, I'm kind of optimistic that <laughs> yeah. things are going up uh, you know speaking for myself I've got eight new listings coming up in the next two weeks which okay, is kind of unusual good. for me uh-huh so I'm hoping that's a more broader indication of the market that, yes because uh, you work with a lot of buyers I, I do yes I do um, but so I'm hoping that that's uh, a sign of things to come that we've got to bottom out some somewhere and then come back up Exactly. So we've had a lot of great, uh, you know, great market this year. Do you guys see um, it slowing down for the next year? I, you know, I don't want you to have to any quote any percentages, but an, an idea of what you think for our next 12 months that we might be able to see as far as appreciation. What do you guys think? Well, Tina, I think for appreciation, I don't know about everybody else, but I don't want those huge numbers. That yeah. it yes. just makes it such a willy wacky market that nobody it's not a win win situation for anybody. I agree. So what I would like to see and I think what we're going to see is um, just very careful increases. I okay. think that it's not gonna be these big swoops. Um, I hope not, knock on wood. Um, but I think we're going to continue to just see slow. The the biggest problem right now in the market is people want to sell their houses, yeah. but they don't have anywhere to buy. Yes. So they're all scared. Nobody yeah. wants to put their house on the market and then be homeless. Exactly. And so that's the biggest struggle is we've got to try to figure out and, and advise them as realtors what are some of their options to be able to help that situation. Makes sense. Okay. So in, in the low inventory being a, our, our biggest challenge, what about 2016 with new construction do you guys uh, what are your thoughts with um, any of that helping out our our market Jeff 
I, I think the biggest challenge with new construction is every builder is building to 500 to a million dollar levels. So yeah. what's, where's that 300, 400,000 mm-hmm. uh, homeowner? What can they do? Uh, yeah. That's the biggest challenge that I see out there. Jen? Yeah, you know, we've seen um, an increase in resale at about six and a half percent. But I think in King County, the statistic was something like uh, new construction um, was up 16% this year. I mean, there's such a demand for it. I think people were so hungry after the recession. No one was building. There was no money being lent. Um, and now it's slowly coming back and they want that shiny new penny and they're just yes. so hungry for it. And quite frankly, new construction is an easier home to buy. There's no seller that has to sell. They don't have to find a new place to go. All they have to do is sell, which mm-hmm. is fairly easy right now, and they can move into their brand new home. Um, Best solution. Yeah. One yeah. of the problems with that, Tina, is though that we are in a very waterlocked area. Okay. And there's not a lot of places for new construction. Yeah. I mean, we're going out to, I mean, people are even going out east of the mountains right now. Uh-huh. And different areas. I, I was, won't. I won't be going out there. Yeah, no. <laughs> for my second home, my second home purchase. Exactly. I'd love to. Yes, exactly. I was up in Kingston the other day, and um, literally w- there were three offers on a Kingston house in after you two days be. on the market. Oh no. my gosh! And so it is. Kitsap County is a huge area right now where people are jumping over to. But we are going to have to counsel some of our people if they can move out a little bit farther of course. to get their well, money. Well, and the whole transit thing improves. I've had representation um, come into studio on that. It's exciting what's coming up, but we're looking like into 2030 before we get, but that'll be <laughs> exciting. So do you think in, in that, Lori, that's that's a lot of second home buyers going out there? Are you really, people are buying their primary residence No, there really are people that are really? buying. Sometimes, like for instance, my client that you was up in train. Kingston, you certainly can. I would love that. Kingston, um, you just take the ferry over and take the train down. Okay. And he's a professor at the university at Seattle University, and so wow. he only has to work a couple days a week. So it's a, it was something that we could do to try to not compete as much, and then, of course, we get into multiple offers even yes. up there. Yeah. Uh, Katie? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of people coming down from Seattle into Pierce County, buying new construction. But again, I agree with Jeff. Those prices are, are pretty high. Yeah. Um, but they're widening 167, that commute. Yeah. They're trying to make it easier because we do have so many commuters going to these commuter um, cities, Puyallup yeah. and Sumner and Ording. And so it's getting real congested, but there's the the link, the train, yes. and yeah. we're trying to figure out better options for people coming up north. Well, and I've, I was in Tacoma not too long ago, mm-hmm. and it's been a while since I've, I've been down in Tacoma. I've, I've, I grew up in Federal Way, mm-hmm. and I was going down to the Tacoma train station, and I've, I was, man, it's so beautiful there. I it mean, there's, is. There is a lot, is. Of, a lot of change that's happened. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. If anyone noticed, uh, the Tacoma News Tribune uh, put out an article about Tacoma. Tacoma is on the top 10 list for hot real estate markets right. nationally. Really? So Tacoma is a great place to be right yeah. now. Tacoma is very big also, Tina, with investors right now. A lot of it has to do with the combination um, between the Port of Seattle and the Port of Tacoma. They've, okay. they've, there's a there's a consortium there type of a thing that they've worked on to be a really strong port. And that's, I think, going to bring thousands mm-hmm. of new jobs into the Tacoma area. Exciting. So we've got some investors looking yeah. in Tacoma. 
Nice. All right, you guys. Well, coming up next on The Money Hour, we're going to stay right here with the panel of real estate experts talking about today's real estate market, some of the challenges that our consumers are dealing with, and really challenges that the sellers are as well because of the lack of inventory. Lori Way with Coldwell Banker Bay and Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest. Jeff Dickinson with... Jeff, I keep wanting to call you Jen as well. (laughs) Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake and Katie Frazier with Trident Realty Group Northwest right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. My savings are gone. Okay, where were they last? Here, right before I spent them on the vacation to Aruba. Weird. Not weird. Not saving now means no money later. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. You can help a friend or family member receive a free wheelchair ramp by contacting the Master Builders Association at 1-800-522-2209 or visit rampathon.org to apply. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 16th show. I built a network of elite industry professionals every week, sharing their knowledge and expertise to my listeners. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you're listening to rebroadcast to talk with the guests I have in studio or anything you want to share, uh, suggestions on topics bringing into future shows, please let me know, one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio now, continue my conversation with my panel. If you're a buyer or seller in today's real estate market, today's show is all about you. A panel conversation about real estate in our local market with our local experts. Lori Way with Colder Banker Bain, Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest, Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake, and Katie Frazier with Trident Realty Group Northwest. Well, you guys, we were kind of uh, having a conversation about what happened last year, uh, what might be coming up for 2016. We've talked about uh, the lack of inventory, uh, what might happen with new construction. And I want to kind of shift over to uh, the rental market because I don't know. I just try to think back. I've been doing mortgages since May of 1995. And I don't know that I've ever remember being in a market to where there's a little, there's a challenge on both sides. And that's, I mean, we've definitely, everybody who's probably know that we've seen challenges in the rental market last year. What's going to happen this year? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think the rental market's even more brutal than the real yeah. estate market. Certainly. Absolutely. 
Yeah, those multiple offers are coming mm-hmm. in on rental market. What do you? What is it, Jennifer or Jen? What do you? What do you think? Yeah, there's actually a NARS statistic that um, we have 2.5 million fewer homeowners than we did in 2006 nationally okay. in the U.S. And so, what happened with all those people? I, they're yeah. they're renting. They're not moving home with mom and dad. Exactly. And um, <laughs> you know, I, I am seeing very very qualified renters um, having to put in applications on five, six, seven different places. Have and, we ever seen um, that before? This is... I don't remember. I do remember I, um, a few years ago when it seemed like you had to dress up in a suit and tie and have a resume in order to go um, try to get a rental and I think we're yeah. back into that again. Or about you've got to really present your yourself and... Yeah, and it's like a job interview. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. Do you guys see that getting uh, getting better? What are your What are your thoughts? I think I think maybe later this year or next year, mm-hmm. um, as more rental inventory comes online, there will be a supply demand balance there somewhere. Yeah, and I think I've, there has to be a burn. I I know that there is, um, but the question is, is how much? There's got to be a percentage of those that just don't know that they could actually are in a position to buy. But then what do we do if they come into the market and we don't have inventory anyway? <laughs> so right. no matter how we look at it, it's uh, just uh, a challenges there. So for uh, adapting to the market for 2016, what are some things that buyers need to do coming into the market if they want to be successful? What are some some tips that you have, Katie? Yeah, well, I think buyers need to be fully approved and underwritten mm-hmm. and be ready to go in with a strong offer um, and be ready to move very quickly yes. and aggressively. So these casual conversations and getting a pre-qualification is not uh, is not the, the way to go. Jen? Yeah, I think in terms of adaptation, buyers and they're probably not going to love to hear this, but I think they are just going to have to bring their A-game and make the yeah. strongest offers possible and just realize that if they want to become a homeowner, it may mean staying in the home an extra, you know, five 10 years, you know, uh-huh. making that a more of a long-term investment. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are some uh, some other tips for buyers right now to really be able to negotiate and, and present a competitive offer? Uh, Jeff? I, I think uh, I'm, I'm uh, still not seeing very many buyers using personal letters to sellers. Mm. I'm winning really? offers left and right with those. Uh-huh. And so it's, I think it's a great strategy to still being able to stay connected of, uh, emotionally with the uh, the seller as long Absolutely. as they're not mentioning anything about their their race and religion and, and right. being sure. uh, cautious right. in that arena. Lori, exactly what you just said, Tina. Uh-huh. But also last night I helped an agent who was in a multiple offer situation, and they happened to, the buyers happened to find out that the sellers had a Newfoundland and they had a Newfoundland, and so they actually oh. weren't the highest, but they got the offer. Yeah, because and, of it's, it. and, and it's really it's it's all those things. And I heard, too, um, a, a, a tip that a, an agent had mentioned was offering the seller to just leave all of their garbage and all of their stuff behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like really laying it out and mm-hmm. making it as easy as possible so that they don't have to, um, you know, those little things that you really don't know unless you just put it out there, put everything, all your layer, all your cards out to be convenient for the seller. And Anything find, else? Uh, find out what the um, what the seller is doing. Like, what do they have to close and then get 
give them a, yes. you know, a few days extra closing so that they can close on their house. That will help a lot because, as I said before, we've got a lot of people out there that don't know what they're going to do once they sell their house. So if you can free them up for that, that's or rent back, let them rent yeah. back or something. And that's like a good that. point, Lori. Is really, I mean, understanding, and that's um, for your why I have talked on the show how important it is not just to have a an expert. You know, expert is really that that. 20% that's doing 80% of the business. And then you have your one percenters out there that are just, and that's, you know, um, why I have you guys in studio, because you guys are all just very um, uh, successful in your real estate practices. But it's it's so important to have that expertise because there are so many things that can go wrong. I want to actually shift over to that for a second. And what would you see in uh, a, a, for a real estate agent representing a buyer and something that they can, that they've done that actually is, is putting that offer at risk of not getting accepted. So where are the mistakes being made with the the, the agents that don't have as much experience? Well, Lori? in talking about, um, we haven't brought up the escalation clauses yet. So, so we let's, might bring as that, well let's bring that, that up. up. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Explain what that is, uh, Lori, for my listeners that don't know. So an escalator clause is used, especially in multiple offers, where if the house is, say, $400,000, you say, we'll offer you $400,000, but we'll offer you $4,000 more than the highest offer up to whatever price you want it to be. Yes. They're very popular in the city. I used an escalator in Kingston, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's moving out. And so, what ends up happening is, is that the agents have to sit down and figure out what the escalator has escalated up to. And uh-huh. usually, that's the winner. Not always. It's not always money, but um, usually, that's the winner of the home. And so, um, to I have to have a really serious talk with my my buyers to say, listen, you guys, what is the, your walkaway number? Yes. What are you not going to feel bad that somebody else got that house? Because I love that. so that's the biggest mistake they make. They escalate maybe fifteen over, and somebody gets it for twenty over, and they yeah. afterwards they go, oh my god, I would have paid that. Yeah, I would have paid that's twenty thousand. And having that information of just you know every thousand dollars, it's five bucks a month. Yep. So what are you you know what are you willing to lose that exactly. house? I love that, Jen. Yeah, that is such a good point, Lori. I, um, I I have been on both sides of that. Yeah, and you know, I was going to say. Um, so I I list more than I represent buyers, uh-huh. and one of the things that I noticed that. Um, sellers respond very negatively to are contracts and offers that are too wordy. They have too many weasel clauses in them. They have too many addendums. You know, there's a very fine line between um, being conservative and diligent and careful and coming across like you're going to be a pain in the neck in this whole thing. Makes sense. And and I think if you can just... uh, do your best to be careful and yes. and not expose yourself too much, but uh, come across as friendly mm-hmm. in the offer. That and that's will a really a good difference. point because remember, if you're listening to the show, you have real a real estate expert that's representing the seller, which means they've seen everything in the industry and what can happen. And that's huge because once the contract's accepted, that's when all the work happens, and that's when all the issues can come up that that buyer is going to actually back out. Right. Correct. Yeah, and you want to make it as friendly as possible to the seller to let them know that you're very, your buyers are very earnest in wanting to purchase a home, and they're yes. not looking for an out. Exactly. Yep. So let's talk about how awesome it is to live here in the Northwest. Now, I, I mean, we just have to add in the weather on top of that. Now, I mean, uh, El Nemo is, or uh, uh, my tongue twist with my words here is, is it's really helping us out with our beautiful weather. But then we've got our employment opportunity. It's just unbelievable. We have representation from every side of the, the employment. What else is happening in our market that is making us so strong and continued that 
if if the real estate market is is um, appreciating, our market is going to be there. The question is, I mean, at some point in time, markets have to drop. It's the the history mm-hmm. market goes up and down. But what other benefits do we have here in our area? Lori? Well, obviously, I grew up here, and I love it here. I, I never get tired of seeing Mount Rainier or going yes. up to the mountains or getting on my boat, going out on the lake. It's just absolutely great um, way of life here. But I think one thing that and, and helped us during the the whole dropout of the market is we didn't go down as low because we still have employers bringing people in. We've yes. got, we're so lucky. We've got Amazon and Microsoft yeah. and Nordstrom and I mean, just on Starbucks, it, Costco, it goes yes. on and on and on about how successful our companies are here. The biotech industry is just Crazy. blowing up here. Yes. Yeah. So we continued, we did not stay even or drop uh, just a little bit because of people locally. We yes. were bringing in people and that was helping us keep keep the prices. Yes, and that's why people from out of the country are coming in and Mm -hmm. and, uh, choosing uh, here. Jeff? I think only traffic is the negative. Everything else is just yeah. absolutely positive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but know. any any other good market, they've got that, you know, <clears throat> dealing with traffic as well. And, right. I, and that's why I'm so excited with Sounds Transit. <laughs> and I just want to have him back in studio again. It yeah. was interesting having him and uh, our state representative, Judy, Judy Claiborne, talking about all of the expansion and things that are coming up, which I'm sure that you're, you're really um, key on that, uh, Katie. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was going to add... Um, as I do represent kind of Pierce County and down south, I work primarily with VA, military home right. buyers. And so the largest source of income down south isn't uh, JBLM, Joint Base Lewis McCord, but it's uh-huh. the retired military. Mm-hmm. And so oh, because yeah. we have the VA hospital, we have okay. Madigan, um, and it is so affordable. And those retired military folks, they have a fixed income. And yes. so we we see a lot of retired military buying right now down there, and it's keeping yeah. things moving along for us. Yeah, so. that's that's awesome. Anything yeah. else uh, you guys want to share, uh, Jen? Yeah, I might just throw in there, too, that um, so my office's niche is, is relocation. That's what uh-huh. we do a lot of. And uh, one of the statistics that's always thrown out to us is that um, Washington is in the top three um states for for relocation and bringing mm-hmm. people in followed by California and Texas mm-hmm. and um, and I think uh, you know I get to spend a lot of time in the cars with these people coming in from yes. out of state and one of the things that I am constantly amazed at is that um, the ones who have families and the ones who have really done their research tell me that our education here from elementary school all the way up to the collegiate level is, mm-hmm is is great really and everybody that's, that's yeah it's all about the schools here and mm-hmm. it's not unusual for people to come in hand with yes. the schools they've already researched so great schools great mm-hmm. employment beautiful area you can get anything you want from uh the the water to the mountain and you know i like it that we can just hop over uh um, not too far and we can get anything that we want as far as the variety and the different seasons. Mm-hmm. So great conversation. I'm just enjoying this so much and I know my uh, my listeners have to be as well. And we're going to stay here with the panel, but I got to take us to break. Coming up next on The Money Hour, continued conversation with our power players in real estate, having a power conversation on everything in our local market. Lori Way with Cold War Banker Bain, Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest, Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake, and Katie Frazier with Trident Realty Group Northwest right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, 
worked toward world peace and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more. If only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at Rotary.org. Are you looking to move to the east side? If you're ready to plant roots in one of the many fantastic east side communities, then it's time to talk with Jennifer Nilsson with Real Living Northwest Realtors. Jennifer Nilsson knows the east side real estate market inside and out and has spent the last 12 years helping buyers locate the right east side house for them. Jennifer specializes in relocation and buyer representation in Kirkland, Bellevue, Redmond, and Bothell. She makes the moving process stress-free and fun. Jennifer Nilsson with Real Living Northwest Realtors has helped hundreds of families buy homes in Kirkland, Bellevue, Redmond, and Bothell since 2002. And she would love to help you make the jump to Eastside Living. Hi, this is Jennifer Nilsson with Real Living Northwest Realtors. To request a free relocation packet and Eastside Real Estate Guide, please visit www.livekirklandwa.com or call me directly to set up a free, no-obligation new client consultation at 206-853-1491. That's 206-853-1491. I look forward to helping you find the perfect east side home this year you're listening to the money hour with your host tina mitchell sponsored by absolute mortgage a division of pinnacle capital mortgage corporation now in the studio local mortgage and finance expert tina mitchell Welcome back to the Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, January 16th show. I'm empowering our community, providing you with opportunities and solutions when it comes to your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com to discuss anything regarding your finances, anything regarding uh, money. That's what the show is all about. And if you'd like to talk with the guests that I have in studio today, show is all about real estate. Experts in the real estate uh, arena here to share a wealth of information on our local market. Again, I have Lori Way with Cold War Banker Bain, Jennifer Nielsen with Real Living Northwest, Jeff Dickinson with Remax on the Lake, and Katie Frazier with Trident Realty Group Northwest. And we've had a great conversation, you guys, uh, the first uh, couple segments here uh, about what's happening in the local real estate market, uh, what happened last year, what's happening this year, the great reasons to to want to live in Seattle. And I want to talk about some anything that you can think of that might hinder uh, things coming up in, in 2016. Lori? I think one thing that is going to hinder as far as especially um, sellers and then this whole low uh, inventory thing uh-huh. is the whole thing that we were talking about before. I think a lot of sellers are going to have to come up with a plan of maybe temporary housing. I mean, yeah. if they want to move up and get a bigger place or if they're wanting to move down, looking into some, uh, you know, temporary housing kind of things to be able to get their money and then go out and really compete. Yes. Uh, otherwise, you're juggling balls and, and uh, it can get scary for yes. the sellers. Are you guys seeing um, uh, a lot of your sales or a percentage of them that are 
uh, holding on to their their property, buying their new one, and then waiting to sell. If you're lucky if enough, the, yeah, yeah. If, if right. They can. <clears throat> but lucky enough because of the financing side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Jen. Yeah, actually, my parents tried to do that. Um, they're up in Camino Island, uh-huh. and um, we're actually working with a different agent, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for geographical reasons. But um, they tried doing that for a long time, and uh-huh. they couldn't swing it. Um, they couldn't find a property to purchase here, so they did end yeah. up um, selling and then moving. To where they wanted to be and renting and um, doing like a temporary furnished thing, exactly like you said, Lori. Yeah. And so, if you have pets or anything like that, it's even more difficult more. because yeah. you can't find places that you can keep your dogs and that type of thing, too. I have some clients that had to, they want to be in the city, but they had to be over in Bellevue because they couldn't find a place for their dog that they could rent until they could move in. Yeah. So, staying on the seller side of this, for my sellers that are listening to uh, the show, what other challenges do they have um, when they're when they're looking at selling their property, or maybe something that is that they're not realistic about, or what are you seeing out there? And advice that you have for my sellers, Jeff. Well, I, I would like to see sellers do more uh, pre-listing home inspections. Mm-hmm. Just uh, so talk about that. that, Jeff, and what that what that means and entails for the the well, seller. The idea is really for a an enterprising seller to have a full-blown home inspection done okay. prior to coming on the market, and that allows the seller to fix some items and yes. be aware of some items that uh, would be a concern, and you're literally eliminating the second round of negotiations. Which is huge, because if you think yep. about this, just think if you're a seller right now, just put your um, a thinking cap on and imagine you've got a signed contract. The contract's all signed and ready to go. And then you get through the contract. The inspection comes back from the buyer. Now, your house has been taken off the market. You're already starting to move. You're emotionally attached to that that, that sell closing. Do you think that you're going to get the best negotiation of flexibility in the middle of a contract, you've completely lost control at this time. So take the control, get the inspection uh, uh, done in the beginning. Uh, Great advice. Katie, what do you have for our sellers? You can never get a second chance at a first impression, right? So um, I would say take care of any deferred maintenance issues, have it ready to go, and again, have the pre-inspection set. Yes. Uh, Jen? You know, and I would say, too, I happen to uh, work in an area where there is a, a decent amount of new construction. This is in the Bothell kind mm-hmm. of North Creek area. And I've had a couple of um, sellers who had resale homes to sell this year, and they just couldn't wrap their minds around having to compete with all the new mm-hmm. construction in the area. Yeah. And you are not new construction. Um, you might have a great house in great shape, but it's really hard to compete against that. So you either need to make some updates mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make yes. your home more competitive or price it accordingly. And um, don't be late to the game with, with pricing if you've got new construction. Yes. Now, there's also a lot of uh, different advice that's given as far as looking at offers and how to get through these, the multiple offers that you're that they're receiving, because I could imagine that could be a little overwhelming. So what is um, what strategies are you guys using with your sellers as far as the actual offers um, when you're looking at them, how you're negotiating them? Any any uh, feedback there for my sellers? Jeff? Well, the first advice that I give to my sellers is to uh, really seriously look at the first offer that comes in. Uh I had a whole rash of those uh, last year where 
they uh, got an offer the next day and it was at full price and no contingencies and they say well i think we're just going to hold out for a even even better one yes i have probably four or five sellers that did that and it uh, probably cost them 25,000 mm-hmm. each is, really? is what i calculated oh for not gosh. doing it wow. because another offer didn't come in yeah so it was just uh, kind of strange from that standpoint yeah. but uh but for my sellers i i i put multiple offers on an excel spreadsheet uh-huh. you know to to kind of highlight those to so they can really see because there's so many different factors so you've you know kind sure. of weigh out and see what makes the most sense and i know yeah. i'm in, i'm in the financing arena and i i know the nightmares that happens out there i mean i see things happen right. all the time not with my loans of course but it's um <laughs> they say their statistics say 30 percent of mortgages fall apart and so i know and and again that's that's something that's important for a buyer to understand that it's not really you're not just talking well you're not talking directly to the seller at all but it's not the seller that's really is they're making that decision, but they have hired an expert to help them get through that process. Jen? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, this is a tip for any buyer out there right now. Just do yourself a favor and work with a professional full service broker. Uh This is their only job. This is what they do and what they know. Um, I can't tell you in how many instances when I've had a multiple offer situation and a seller's looked at me and said, you know, I, I don't know. These are all so close. And what do you think? What do you think? Uh-huh. And quite frankly, um, you know, the agent makes an impression on me. And I think yes. that um, if I get a good feeling from an agent, I feel like it's an indication of things to come and what's going to happen with that buyer. And, you know, I try to let them make their own decision. But um, if if my seller is looking at me, I'm going to say, well, I, I had a good experience with mm-hmm. this agent or they made a good impression yep. on me and this is what they Which I imagine they're and always I, looking at your, your highly right. um, recommended, if, uh, uh, you know, you've got a gl- close relationship with your clients and so that's why they've hired you. Well, right. And I, I just think um, buyers can do themselves a favor by by hiring a, a real professional in the area. So let's talk about that because, and again, I just bringing in that the um, they've hired an expert to to help them through the process. How much is your reputation in your local market going to make or break when you're off when you're um, uh, representing a buyer and that other agent that's representing the seller? If you don't have a great reputation in the industry, I mean that's a big deal. I think it is a big yeah. I think it is a big deal, and um, I think that I mean I certainly have agents that I'd prefer to work with. Uh There's no doubt about it. And I think also one thing that Jen brought up as far as working with a professional, I think that's also true in the lending area of it too. Um, I think you know if you look at somebody and you've never heard of them before, you don't know if they're going to be able to close on time because closing on time is up to the lender. That's really it. They're the boss. So I think you really need to get a good, strong lender that you know is going to be able to close on time and with the least amount of problems. Yeah, definitely. In in all all areas, you want to definitely be working with the best to have a a good experience. Let's talk about um, open houses with sellers. Are you guys doing those? Is it a good idea? Lori, I do open houses. I love okay, open houses. Okay, okay. And and what is what is the the uh, benefit that that provides for your seller? Well, obviously, you want to expose any property yep. all the ways you can. Yes. From a sign to, you know, at web advertising, social network. I mean, there's just you never know where that buyer is going to come from. Uh-huh. And open houses, I mean, it doesn't happen a lot where somebody walks in and says, "Oh, yes, I'm going to get this." Yes. But but it does happen, so you have to you have to you do have big exposure. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a, a mistake that sellers uh, can make is just thinking because it's such a great offer. It's not a question if you're going to be able to sell your home. The question is, is how much profit are you going to you're going to walk away with? Right. 
So, Lori, what about photography and how the show, the home shows? How much of a difference that that does that make in? The price they're going to get. Well, it, it makes a lot of difference, and I think your listeners are going to be able to know this. They've probably been looking at things online, and you can tell when it's been mm-hmm. taken by an iPhone by an agent, and their reflection happens to be in the mirror while uh-huh. they're taking a picture of the bathroom. <laughs> 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 Not a good look. <laughs> it's absolutely critical to have mm. professional photography now yes. in the fact that um, I would say more than nine out of 10 people see their house online first before they actually go out and look at it. Yeah. So photography is critical. The other thing that's that's critical, it's not new, but it's newer, is uh, staging. Yes. It's just almost mandatory. Mm-hmm. And um, that would be another mistake a seller could make is to try to save money. But you, you do, I think everybody would agree here, yeah. you make so much more money, you're on the market less time, it's great. Yes, yeah. and it is. It's it's uh, connecting that uh, with the emotional uh, yep. connection with the buyer, Jeff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, going going back to the professional photography, it amazes me that nine out of ten listings do not use professional photography. Really? It's just amazing. Which is great for those yeah. for Take those that do. Few, few yeah. That do. It really. They just think out. they just slap the pictures up on the MLS and everything's good. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not. It's it's not about as much of selling the home, but it's do you want to make as much profit as you can, Katie? Yeah, and you know to piggyback on that working with mostly buyers in the age of social media and Facebook and Instagram, everyone has access to these great filters and it's all about a picture right now. And so a lot of my new buyers, first time home buyers, they have their own technology for their own photos. And so when they're looking at homes and they're not beautifully represented, they want to just go on to the next and don't want to take the time. So absolutely, it's all in presentation um, getting a drone yep. and there's 3D photography. There's so many, so many advances in that. Yeah, it's it, it makes total sense. Any other uh, tips that you got, Jen? Oh, I was just gonna say, I think the 3D yeah. tour is yes. is yeah, the next big wave cool. because very you, cool. Do you, do you know we actually had? Um, I, I mentioned that we do a lot of relocation, mm-hmm. and you know these people are gonna be here for three to five years, and we actually had a, a client buy a home site unseen based on yes. the video tour, and and. That's rare, uh-huh. but that was a big deal. And being that Seattle's so transient, we have so mm-hmm. many contractors here, and they're just saying, "Let me get into the location and the school I want," and um, and then the, you know, I can live in the house for the next three years. Having that is a is a big deal, it and is. it will probably be a big deal for you too with the VA. It's and- a huge deal because a lot of the buyers that I represent are PCSing over yes. from other states. Even I had a gal who just closed in her home from Germany, and so yeah. I'm going through the home with my, you know, my phone, taking videos. Um, I had a friend suggest having my kids run through the home with a GoPro. Um, (laughs) But the 3D technology is so fantastic. So... Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see more of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing 3D on all my listings now. That's it's great. just another thing yep. like staging and yeah. professional photography. You just got to do it. You, you got you got to yeah. be able to show the house at its best on an online uh, view of it. So my listeners love stories. The show is almost at the end of the hour here, but I would love to hear uh, a success story from any of you or if you have a story of something that, that did not go so successful and a solution for that. Who wants to... Uh, who wants to share a story with my listeners? Lori? Yeah. 
So um, a success story is, and, and I do this just as maybe a learning um, for your listeners, is okay. um, we had some people that just really wanted to be in North Seattle. Absolutely, we were getting beat out on every single offer. And so we couldn't go up in price, so we went out a little bit more. They're under contract now. Uh-huh. They went up to the Edmonds area, a little bit north of Edmonds. And so it's going to add maybe 15 minutes more on their time um, commuting, but they're in the home that they love and they want and they want to raise their two little boys in. And so the the shout out for that and them being successful was hanging on. Hanging on and, yeah. and looking at other options. Can yes. you do can you do one and a half baths instead of two full baths? Can, yes. you know, there's a lot of options out there that you can let loose on a little bit to get the home that you really want. Makes total sense. Anybody else on my uh, panel have a, a story? I don't have a story, but I just, I mean, I guess this can sort of apply to all buyers, but Uh I really think that the key to success right now is mentally preparing yourself for the long haul. It it is so highly unlikely that you're going to put an offer on the first home you see and you're going to get it. I mean, I'm having clients who are putting three or four offers in on properties and and, and it's maybe five or six until one sticks, you know, and um, I think... The other key is quick decision making. Um, you you can't waffle because yeah, someone's great else advice. is going to beat you to the punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you got to be ready. And it seems like when offers don't come through, it always seems like majority of the time it wasn't the right house, and they were yep. glad that offer didn't come oh, through. Yeah. Anyway, yes. sixty seconds. One yep. more uh, shout out for my listeners, you guys. Anything that you want to end the show with? Well, I, I would also Jeff. say uh, from what Jen's saying is that don't uh, you can't wait till Saturday to go and look at the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. urgency. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have heard it. Be realistic. Just keep fighting the fight and have a sense of urgency. You guys, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank it was just a, a really you, great Tina. hour. I appreciate it. Thank you. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will be here same time, same place, different guest in studio, but we're going to be talking money right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Thanks. The preceding program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information.